Hello, everyone. Podcast. What are you, fucking retarded? The views and opinions expressed on this podcast aren't reflections of I'm Not a Rapper, MBMMC, Dollar Tree, Black Hitler, Food Stamps, Tyler Perry, KFC, and the Jewish people. Previously on Podcast. My name is Danielle Jeter, CEO and founder of Affairs of Isis Events. Okay. My name is Sparkle. I'm the CEO of Sparkle Girl Entertainment, manager of Asia Sparks. Okay. <laughs> um, hey y'all, this is Asia Sparks, you know, number one. Powerhouse like, I'm just kidding, no, it's Asia Sparks, you know, rapper from Philadelphia, South Jersey. I'm um, here with the ladies, so that's and of course you have the host Melissa Simmons from Podcast Wednesdays as well as the co-host LT from Podcast Wednesdays. Alright. <laughs> Alright, so let's go around the table. I just wanted to, you know, ask a few questions in regards to what your work life is. Um, um, as far as Danny, what you do, could you please elaborate and tell me some of the highlights and down points of what you do? I'm a event planner, so I plan any event. Um, I don't specialize in any one. Um, I do like corporate events and like social and lifestyle. What I don't do is like weddings and baby showers, that sort of thing. At least not right now, but I'm really into those other things. Um, as far as that, you know, being a CEO and founder of like a small business, I do everything. I do have a PR director and then like a slew of volunteers who help and come on board when I do have projects and I need like more hands. But it's constant work because I recently expanded my business to the area. I started 09 in Atlanta. And so in Atlanta, I did a lot of entertainment-based stuff. Um, worked with the Radio One, Atlanta Down There, um, the Ludacris Foundation, AG Entertainment, T12 Entertainment, DJ Holiday. So um, strictly entertainment-based stuff in Atlanta, like a lot of the collegiate stuff because I was in college when I started it. Now that I'm back home, it's a whole nother grind. It's basically starting from the bottom again. Um, and, and tell us what from the bottom entails. Um, building the brand all over, um, brand recognition here in like the tri-state region, and then like um, obtaining clients and just letting people know about what's going on. So it's a grind, um, but it's exciting. You know, it's really exciting. Well, with these events, have you met anybody in particular, any, any names you could drop? Or? Um, well, I did tell you a little bit about Atlanta, but being here, I've done, it's a different, it's very different here. Okay. I think each city has its own swag and personality where Atlanta is more entertainment-based. We have an entertainment scene here, but it's a lot of underground stuff, but we it's a big like political and corporate movement and nonprofit stuff here. So I've done work with the School District of Philadelphia, Senator Vincent Hughes, Councilwoman Blondell Reynolds-Brown, Radio One, Comcast, Verizon. Um, so I've been working pretty hard, but it's very, it's different. I do want to, again, move back onto the entertainment scene here. 
and um, do some more political work in Washington and New York. I'm going to do some entertainment stuff. So, just moving. All right, that was very enlightening. All right, uh, we're going to move on to Sparkle. This is a Sparkle moment. All right. All right, so let everyone know what, what you do on a day-to-day -day basis and what it's like in your position. On a day-to-day -day basis, I manage uh, Asia Sparks, which who is a rapper, rather. And I also manage the Sparkle Girls. And the Sparkle Girls consist of Asia Sparks, a rapper, um, Jasmine, which is a celebrity hairstylist. Um, and also um, our team consists of uh, a host of other people. Jasmine Blevins, she's on a, on a squad. And what I do on a day-to-day -day basis is promote, um, promote the team pretty much... Um, um, throughout the world and um, put different venues together to try to um, get the girls known in their different talents. Um, pretty much um, we've been putting most of our emphasis on Asia at this moment um, because Asia has been, um, you know, climbing that ladder a little bit faster than we expected with um, um, her new videos and her album. So right now that's what we're working on is um, getting Asia signed and working on her concerts and her mixtape and so forth. Okay. All right, do we have any potential so far looking at her? Yeah, we got a lot of people looking at her. Um, we just left D.C. with um, mm -hmm. and meetings in D.C. and we got meetings and um, coming up in L.A. and um, a lot of different people calling. We want to keep it quiet because we don't want to excite everybody or excite ourselves um, unless something manifests from it. But yeah, we got a lot of big things popping. Um, Asia's opening for Powerhouse and. We're just trying to get this album done and, and see where we land. You gonna say all the stuff I was gonna say. She's gonna take them on my material. Well, 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 yes, well, now it's your turn. You gotta draw a little something different. Okay, ask me a question again so I can get it together. All right, so tell me what it's like on a day to day basis. What type of grind is it? It's hard. It's not easy at all. No sleep. We, Bettina, actually, I, we didn't go to sleep. We had like two hours of sleep last night. We actually came here straight from D.C. Um, like I said, if you guys follow me on Instagram, SparkleGirlA, you'll see where I was at and um, get a couple clues about that. But um, it's hard. It's how, hard. How much time do you spend in the studio? For real? Um, not as much as I should. But but when I do go, I go hard. I have I have an album. I have a, like albums done. It's just about you know picking you know the ones that really mean most thing, putting them out there. But um, right now um, I'm just trying to stay focused, and uh, it's it's hard. It's a grind between the politics and everybody, and you know with so much hate going on, you know it's it's, it's hard. So you just gotta stay level, stay humble. Stay within your circle and do what you got to do mm -hmm. to make it. Um, yeah. It sounds to me like you have a healthy support system, though. That's good. Yeah, I have a support system. Yeah. Well, it's functional. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Just kidding, guys. No, it's not I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm a jokester. If you didn't know, Barbara TV, I'm like the biggest jokester in the world. So That's a good trait to have. Well, actually, yeah. if you're a rapper and you got a sense of humor. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I have like the biggest sense of humor. I don't know if it's I'm a little comedian, but... And speaking about the politics um, being a challenge, I guess, within the music industry, mm -hmm. and Philadelphia is known for the bullshit. I don't. I'm trying to figure out how to word it, but like how the relationships in the mm -hmm. entertainment and music industry. You know, people always say like, oh, you know, but this is a crab in a barrel, crab in a barrel city. Like nobody wants to see others succeed. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. That specifically, is, is that what you mean? 
Mm-hmm. As far as like with the politics, how is it rather? How is your experience be. then? It could be. I mean, it, it could be. But um, right right now, see, I like to do everything from in house, you know, and with with my team and Sparkle Girls and Spark Boys, which I couldn't have done it without. Like I don't, they, they don't really phase me, like the hate and all the politics mm-hmm. because we go too hard. When you have a team that supports you, yeah. and, and and others that want to be a part of the team, it doesn't phase us. Because mm-hmm. we, we grind 24-7. And then, yo, you're nodding. So what has your experience been like since you've gotten back home? Um, it's It's been a lot because I, I left for four years, and I'm kind of now kind of getting on the scene. Well, I've been here for two years. I kind of moved fast, but I've learned a lot um, because... People like surface and like we got all this social media stuff and people create these facades about them. They create characters mm-hmm. right. and yeah. then you really get to you know like oh she's cool he's cool you know I'm gonna hit them up like out of love out of support because that's where I come from all the time out of love out of support I'm always down to help somebody not even because I I'm helping you because I want you to help me I'm helping you because that's just how we're supposed that's, to be that's how genuine yeah we're mm-hmm. supposed to be a community of helping one another t- so we can move we're together we're supposed to be a city of brotherly love of love like movement of love and support right but then like when you really sometimes get to know people you just like mm. nah they but not she really learned, she learned quick I, I learned quick. Like I learned quick. And it, and again, like you were saying, it shouldn't phase you because when you walk in love and support, you're going to find that. You know what I'm saying? The people who, you know, the, the haters and the, and the people who are just negative, like you just don't even pay that any attention because they're going to drown off. You know what I'm saying? And they're just not important people. Like, it consumes you. You don't want like negativity around you, especially when you're building something grassroots. It's like you got to stay positive and you just kind of you want to attract those sort you want to attract the opportunities you want to attract the blessings mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah but I've never really been the type to really care what people thought about me and what they said I just kind of like like you know straight yeah, lane mm-hmm. yeah straight lane only only people who can get to me is my family because that's because they need the most to me you mm-hmm. know you can't be a stranger. I don't know you, so you, you, you know who are you to judge me? Right. right. But you want to work family, with different people. You know me. Yeah. Yeah. But you really, you really can't. You really can't. Not with everybody. Yeah. And you have to, and you have to learn to say no. Mm-hmm. I mean, because everybody's not good for you. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that's what I found so far um, in this industry is that you have to say no. But one thing that the Spark Girls we really stand for, we we're, we're all about support. And even though we may be busy and all that other thing, but if you show us love, we definitely take account of who's showing us love. Mm-hmm. And even though we can't get at you right now, we still we still appreciate that, and uh, we still we still we're all about loyalty, and that's just mm-hmm. what it is to us, like that with anything. Mm-hmm. So before you want to say, you know, sell me something, sell me a lot, show me what you can do for me first, like you know. So it's just you know, but I try not to. Well, stuff like that. Yeah. I kind of go with the flow here, you know? Mm-hmm. Hey, but. All right. Well, what we're going to do right now, we're actually going to open up the, the, the floor for a different discussion. But right now, we're just going to go on break real quick. And then we'll come back and we'll actually have a few uh, discussion topics to talk about. Is that okay? So before we go on break, can everybody uh, give everybody their like social media information where people can find you? Uh, sure. Yeah. Well, we'll start with, we'll start with okay. you. Okay. Um, Asia Sparks. And um, you can YouTube Asia Sparks. Please check out the videos. I have five just some some of this. My introduction and Sparkle Girl Cypher. Again, that's YouTube Asia Sparks. You can hit me up on Twitter and um, Instagram. They're the same. Sparkle Girl A-S-P-A-R-K-L-E. 
G I R L A. Um, my Facebook um, is um, A dot Sparks F P. So it's A dot Sparks F P. And um, AsiaSparks.com coming soon, very soon. And um, if you want to book me, book AsiaSparks at gmail.com. So that's it. You can reach uh, Sparkle at Sparkle by Sanji B on Instagram and Twitter. I'm Sparkle Brooks on Facebook. And you can reach me also by BookAsiaSparks at gmail.com. My personal Twitter is DP Jeter. Um, it's my name, Danielle Page Jeter. You can Google that, and all of my stuff is the same DP Jeter. Um, as far as my company, Affairs of ISIS Events, just Google ISIS, I-S-I-S, Affairs of ISIS Events, website, Twitter, and Facebook, everything will come up. Okay, so with that said, we're going to go to break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to get to know the ladies a little bit better. Um, and with that said, we'll be back. <laughs> Think I'm killing shit, come on, stop me or call the police If you don't go justice, then call him holy camoli Before you get rolled on like a cannoli, stogie a roly poly Oh, I'm ill, check the flow And if you want it, you can go get it, whip it Check my whole records, I flipped it, you flopped it It, girl, girl, it is your world, call me goddess Better yet, my fashion is updated, call me modest Hottest DJs, they begging me to replay All my hot shit on the weekends and the weekdays D-Bay, it, uh, that is not an option Cause I fucking rate this rap game on another level i ain't got the time so i'm checking out the puzzle i could keep going for a few couple of several minutes hours like i got a time machine and skip to every vowel my shit is foul uh and i said metaphor with my verbs metaphor with my actions so you ask me why i clap and then i'm coming at you sarcastic no drastic no panic keep jamming and poetic like janet granite i'm winning you want to go and get it yolo to the bank and grinning because when we go we go hard check the sparkle girls yes i'm the best by default catch me up on my tours or maybe with
going to do right now, we're going to have some weird questions go down for this interview. Oh, okay. God. Um, for the first part, I'm going to ask uh, Asia to start it off. Jeez. All right. Why me? Yes. You so <laughs> All right, so you're stranded on a desert island. Oh, God. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you have 60 seconds to choose people of 10 professions to come with you. Who would you choose? A carpenter, a cook. Um, Dang. A carpenter, a cook, a dermatologist, an endocrinologist. Um, you know, I'm a diabetic. Don't ask me why. Okay. Uh, let's see. I would choose how many people? Ten. Ten. Dang. Um, <laughs> I would choose. I would choose. A, I would choose a singer. I would choose. Um, I would choose a, um, uh, somebody that's good with, uh, I would choose a sewer so they can make uh, clothes out of leaves. I can choose, I say carpenter, good. right? I said carpenter? Yeah. I would choose a fisher. I would choose a fisherman because they can do fish. She's good. Good. Along with the cooking, she you can cook it. Wait a minute. No, she's out. I don't know how to play. No, that's not true. I never played it, but I'm saying off the top of the dome. You know about this. And I would choose, it. wait, I got one more. I would choose a chemist. Or like someone that can make like uh, filter water and stuff like that. Chemist, a scientist. Yeah. She just daydreamed a lot. She I'm a rapper. No, you're you're like, like, you heard like, Passed away. You're like, you know what? If I was passed away, what would I? Yeah, because I need to be entertained. Like I'm a rapper. Stuff like that just comes off like That's creatively. Good. That was really good. That Top that. She got everybody. Yeah. That's kidding. pretty much the people you need on the island with you to survive. Yeah, you made the game not fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got one. She she didn't mention. <laughs> you forgot a physician. I said endocrinology. Uh, yeah, well, that's only endocrinologist specializes in disorders of hormone secretion. I'm talking about a uh, regular family practice physician. Oh, yes. So if you for what? Because a, a tree might fall on you somewhere. <laughs> like, yeah, you might get hurt. <laughs> and then she said a singer. Oh yeah, you would need a singer. Yeah, so she can entertain me. And I said a carpenter. He can make me a splint. I'm gonna bring a minister. I'm gonna bring a minister. Oh no, no. Oh, yeah. oh, that's nice, but I can minister to myself. I know that word. That's why you gotta know that word. I minister to myself. I don't want. Look, if I'm on an island, definitely if I'm on an island by myself, I don't want nobody preaching. I don't want nobody preaching to me. I'm preaching myself. I did hear you heard, you heard the notes, right? I did. I can't tell you that. You'll have to wait till the uh, album drops. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry, everyone, with the game. No, it's fine. Sorry, guys. No. All right. Uh, well, this one's for everybody then. Oh, Rate yourself on a scale of one to ten of how weird you are. Oh, ten. And why that number? Why that number? Ten. I'm answering off the top. Ten. Yeah, all right. So Asia says ten. Ten. No, I'm like an eight. An eight? Yeah. So why an eight? Because first off, I don't know. I, I don't think it's anything. I take pride in being a weirdo. That's what makes me different. That's what makes my music different. Um, I don't feel like I, I, I'm not a born person. I'm not the whole oh let's be born. I'm like let's be free. You know I'm not. You know I feel like that life life is not fun like that. Yo love. Say no. <laughs> but I'm eight because I am normal. I, 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 of course I could be normal, but I don't like who wants to be like just want to be free and do what you want to do and just say forget the world. Like Kelly Catron, the owner of People's Revolution uh, PR firm she has she just actually released the book last year and it's normal gets you nowhere yeah it the doesn't book, the book is all it doesn't it's boring normal is corny and boring you want to be different who cares it's fun when people talk about you if you if people not talking about you you're not doing something right so give me an eight it says um, on my card my birthday card my girlfriend got me it says um 
good women or boring women never made it in history. Like, you right, know, yeah, I had that before. Mm-hmm. Like adventurous, mm-hmm. and, and honestly, I'm a anybody knows me. I'm a busybody. Mm-hmm. You can't have me in one place for too long. That's mm-hmm. me too. Me too. What was your birthday? Um, yesterday. Oh, happy, happy birthday! birthday. Yes, yes, happy belated. Yeah, but. Honestly, I was thinking about having a because it was like the what's the name of the movie like the last the last house on the left or something because the entire time we're walking I'm like there are signs that says no trespassing what's here she's trying to get me <laughs> no no I've no, probably been there I know a, I know a secret uh, I mean you, you did say so you might know the little you don't know the name of it da, da, da. <laughs> know the name of it officer I'm telling officer I don't I don't even Yourself on um, your weirdo scale on a one to ten, give it like a two. And why? <laughs> How are you just gonna answer for me? <laughs> it's my mom, like, who, who, she, who yeah, she, name? somebody's around you every day. Yeah, I'm pretty weird, I'm different. I, I always think out the box. I think my kids get a lot of that from me. Um, a lot of people, I don't say a two, I would say like, I would say two is like normal, like. two is normal. I'm not very normal. Now, and now people taking offense. <laughs> <laughs> That's my daughter. I'm really, I think I am really different. I don't think a lot of people don't have the work ethics I have. People think I'm crazy. They say I never stop. Um, just so you guys know, I just don't um, manage Asia Sparks, and I just don't um, manage Sparkle Entertainment. I've owned a nursing school for eight years, and I went to school for um, 12 years straight. So that is not normal. No, she's I went to weird. school 12. Yeah, she I'm pretty, scared of weirdness. Yeah, but who weird? goes to school for 12 years straight? I went to school 18 years straight, but I'm talking about one field. 12 years straight, no breaks. That's pretty different. What did you go I got one master's in nursing education. I got another master's in healthcare administration and finance. Okay. And I went two years prior to that. With my, I got an associate degree in fashion. Um, I also have my cosmetology license. And I also have a real estate license in two states. And then I went to school 12 years for nursing straight. That's pretty different. Very much. Right. Yes. I, right. And I started my um, doctorate and stopped. So I don't know too many people could own a nursing school, have four kids, married to a football player, 12 years, travel the world, manage Asia Sports, and be sane. That's what I'm saying. I'm different. I'm different. It's not too many people have done what I've done. It's not too many. Different. So weird. Weird. I'm weird. Because I don't want to be like. I own it. I'm, I'm owning it because I don't want to be like nobody. Mm-hmm. I'm different. All right, so if you had to give yourself a number. I'm a. I'm, Tim being the weirdest? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm about six because I'm a little bit. I could be. I'm just a little, over that halfway mark. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't say like Asia. A little past the threshold. Yeah, a little bit past. Yeah. Asia's about right on her mark, eight. I'll give her like a nine. <laughs> She's quite strange. <laughs> Alright, Danielle, how do you make yourself? Um, this is very, very funny. Um, I would say I'm in between. I'm a seven. 
I'm counting seven. I'm very, I'm really random, like with every, like my thoughts. Like I just come out of nowhere and just say stuff. That's me. And I'm like on one topic, and then I'm on to the next thing. Like it's very just no type of order, and that's how I work. I feel like I'm like productive when I'm doing like ten million things at once. That's me. Like, I'm at my desk. And you do like a mental check, like, do I have something to do today? Or yeah. I better make something to do today. Yeah, like just to make something to do. to do. And I'm just sitting there doing like literally 10 million things at once. And then like it gets done. Like, I like working like that. I don't know. I can't really focus. I'm a busybody like you. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to ask, can I say two more questions? Two more questions this week. To the group? Yeah. All right. What would you do if you won the lottery? If I won the lottery, I would pay off my school loans. Yes, Jesus. Pay off my school loans. That would be, like, one of the first things I'd do. Then help, you know, some of my other people pay off their school loans. So we're assuming she's getting, like, the, the, the jackpot, like, the big jackpot. <laughs> <laughs> Not just winning the lottery. Like, oh, I don't okay. <laughs> That's why I was like, yes. how much? The jackpot. We won the jackpot. Loans are getting paid off, yes. Um, I appreciate how much. I wouldn't even do nothing different. I wouldn't do nothing different. I... Everything is status quo. I would get my people's out of debt. That's what we would do, and then do something fun with it. I get people jobs. I ain't get nobody out of debt. I want everybody to work for it just like I did. I give everybody jobs, and um, I st- I'm paying bills now, so it ain't nothing going to change. How much? Oh, that's it. Let's say, what was the jackpot that just passed? Like $261 million or something like that? Oh, man. Ball well, hard. Sh- Cash everywhere. It's like, no, I'm just kidding. It's like, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I probably no. shut some things um, down. No, uh, uh, um... Honestly, uh, da, 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 da. I would start a medical daycare. I always wanted to do that. Um, start a like a big, big studio, big firm, like a big label. Like I, like we're doing now, but it'll be really huge. And I want to help people too. Believe it or not, I may be a jokester, but I do want to help people somewhere. So I don't know. Might donate. Might be the next Oprah. Who knows? Seriously, I'm dead serious. We are That's not just for We're doing the juvenile diabetes walk. We've raised money for that. Mm-hmm. We already do stuff like that right now. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is this towards us? So let's say you're an artist. You're an artist right now, okay? <laughs> so let's say, for instance, you're an artist, and, you know, you hit number one on the charts. Would you rather be number one on the charts and have your fans dislike the hell out of you, okay? Or would you rather be number 15 on the charts and have everybody like you? Which one is more important to you? Would you rather be well, well-liked or successful? That's such a hard question. <laughs> it like, sure is. It doesn't matter either way. Like, I just... No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, it's, it's very hard. Like, you want to be successful. And, but you, I mean, it's not fun to be hated, but that's just life. You know what I mean? Like, um, that's difficult. I think that Nikki would not for some reason when I heard that question. Um, but cause it's like, you can be number one on the charts and be hated, but I'd rather be hated for something good. 
then hate it for like ignorance, like Nicki Minaj. You know what I'm saying? So like, it kind of depends, like what you're being hated. What for. I'm being hated for. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Um, I'm a love. I'm going next. I'm a love child. I want everybody to love me. I love people. I want to be loved. I ain't worried about being number one because. If I'm number one within myself, it don't matter what other people think. If they if they're putting me here, I'm number one with my and within myself, and I'm being loved and I'm loving. That's what's important to me. You already are number one. Yeah, that's right. Uh, my turn, right? Because <laughs> um, I mean that question. See, I'm I'm funny about questions because that question is like, if I'm number one, if I, if I'm hated and I'm number one, it doesn't make any sense. It's kind of like. Why be it's come, Okay, so I'm number one, but you hate me. Yeah. So, so it has to be because you're really hating. So I rather I, I don't I don't know. Like if I how how do I get number one if everybody hates me? Right. So be number. So you want to be number you one. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I don't get that. That's why I said it, it matters. Which what, what you're being hated for? Are you being hated right. for doing good? And so I agree. Or are you being hated for doing bad? I agree. Because it's like okay, you obviously don't hate me enough to put me there at number one. That's just like Kobe. And here we go. That's a good analogy. It's just like Kobe. Kobe is a great, in my opinion, he's the best in the NBA. I hate him. <laughs> I do. Like, um, I just went to Lower Marion. That's one of my accounts for work. Everybody in there praises his name and everything, but when it comes down to, you know, him as a character, like his character, like, no one cares for him. Mm-hmm. No one cares for him. Like somebody like um, Kanye said, they love you and then they hate you and then they love you again. Mm-hmm. Like that right there, like I really stand by that because, like that that's the truth. So if you ask me that question, like do I really think? I think that um, the second thing you said was kind of being like idealistic. You know what I mean? It's not really. It's not realistic. It's not. I, I, like honestly, I just. I, I mean, I'm, you said you asked me two questions. I'm just gonna say I choose number one. I'd rather be number one and be hated because I don't know. I don't know these people out here. So they gonna love you, they hate you. I just, I just know the music business. They love you, they hate you, and they love you again. So like, I don't know. I, you love me today to put me number one, but t- tomorrow you hate me. I don't know. I'm just gonna say number one. Well, when I hear a question, I'm like number one or number fifteen. A lot of people on the charts. Yeah, I, I'll take either. Fifteen is scoring. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to make the charts. There's actually um, a performance taking place tonight at Powerhouse, yeah. and the lovely Miss Asia Spark, she, she's going to be performing. Well, I'm opening for Powerhouse. I won a competition for um, Power99.com, and um. Basically two months in and I won. Yeah. The fans the fans, you know, spoke for us, so So yeah. two months into your into your rapping career. Yes. So yeah. she's very so she's very young in her career. Do y'all hear these things that she's doing? That's, well, that's what we missed. We didn't say how young in your career was, how really it is. Yeah. So Marshall mentioned that it was um it's, you know, that your popularity was quick, but we didn't say how quick. Yeah, two months. <laughs> yeah. Great promoter. <laughs> yeah, we go hard. We go hard. Go hard. We go really, really hard. Really, really hard. So I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about that. So you're heading out of here. So before you yes. leave, leave all of our listeners with um, some ways to find you. Okay. Hi, listeners. Um, once again, this is Asia Sparks. And if you guys want to find me, um, you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at SparkleGirl A S P A R K L E G I R L A or on my fa- um, my Facebook fan page. 
a.sparksfp again a.sparksfp or please youtube me um you know asia sparks and if you guys want to get to know me and get a little bit more information about my background you can google my name asia sparks and um, i'll be performing at powerhouse so i guess i'll see you guys there you know okay sparkle can you just give me your information yes um once again um i'm sparkle Um uh, my instagram and twitter is sparkle by sanji b um, and that's B-Y-S-O-N-J-I-B Sparkle by Sanji B um, Also if you want to book Asia Sparks You can email me at BookAsiaSparks at gmail.com And Facebook is Sparkle Brooks Alright ladies, well Asia I wish you to do well tonight And I know Thank you will you. I know you're going to rock Thank rock you. Out. Um, And Sparkle, be blessed And keep doing what you're doing Thank you. Two months in yeah. Yeah. So, Sorry I was a bit boring We're tired, we just got off the road You know on the road again, wanted to come show love. I can't wait, Zab, you do it. Well, we definitely appreciate you making the time out. Thank you for having us. We appreciate it. So, we're going to actually fade out real quick and come back, and we're going to start our topics out. All right. Thank you. Praise to the Almighty High Power. Me and my niggas. Three eyes to my alumni. Yeah, see, lay me down to sleep. I wake up in the cool. Phyllis. It's a must when we bend the block. My niggas dumping out the roof. Do, 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 do. Drive past guns, flash, shooting up the charts too. Uh, me, KDOT, put DNT inside my suit. Uh, walk inside the label, struck a match, and then I'm blue. Bomb. C4 everywhere. C4 everywhere. I got three oars with me. It smell like Dior and Daria. Decoys die slow. You can detour to heaven stairs. So walk inside L's dungeon. I just might derail something. They pussies, I smell something. You dish on the daily niggas. You pushing up daisy. I push the gas on Mercedes, nigga. Came in this game with a rolly chain and a dream. Became reality, made some casualties, my chopper scream And now we dumping out the roof do, 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 do. Drive past guns, blast, shooting up the charts too uh, Me, KDOT, put TNT inside my suit uh, Walk inside the label, struck a match and then I blew Now we dumping out the roof do, 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 do. Drive past guns, blast, shooting up the charts too uh, Me, KDOT, put TNT inside my suit uh, Walk inside the label, struck a match and then I'm Niggas that thought that good kid gon' flop Or I might go pop Or your bitch won't drop Needs when my shit drop Y'all too infatuated with the fucking numbers Which make it easy for me to divide and conquer I come from Compton, we ain't have it all Smoke a space inside the cafeteria hall And I'm putting fear in you all See your skeleton shaking Jump out your body, you Ricky Bobby until you're naked Yeah, I pray to God this week I be putting up bombs I pray to God this beat is good enough for Sean <laughs> If not J. Cole, your shit is trash Well, at least my opinion just made everyone laugh This is where we at I guess it's entertainment I guess this is speculation Making a classic came with If I ain't have the patience I'd probably self-destruct Real people want real music The jig is up 
Your worst fear is confirmed We love this you crash and burn The real is back K-Dot, it's your turn Take your victory lap King Cole, salute and cop this on Can't catch you As the sky is falling, the wind is calling Stand for something to die in the morning The city hell, King Kendrick Lamar The world hell, King Kendrick Lamar And now we dumping out the roof Drive past guns, blast, shooting up the charts too. Uh, me K D O D put D inside my suit. Uh, walk inside the label, struck a match and then I blew. Now we dumping out the roof. Drive past guns, blast, shooting up the charts too. Uh, me K D O D put D inside my suit. Uh, walk inside the label, struck a match and then I blew. Uh, this is my life and I look at it like it's my last. And I'm looking right past the future as I reminisce on my past. And I don't even think how I used to. My mind is on rocket blast. And I don't even drink like I used to. And I don't even smoke, so you know this natural flow is for users that wanna go to rehab. Looking at the coat that he have. Matter of fact, that followers bother them, but I won't save my back. See, I just lay in the cut, watch the product stack up. Motherfucker, what, what? See, now we dumping out the roof. And we're back with ladies first. So before before we get out of here, um, well, what we usually do is we'll have a our final segment is usually like this FML segment where we have our guests where we have our guests tell like about something like a story where they kind of like was off-putting or something. But we're going to bypass that this time around. And we would like to, since Danielle has, you know, as she said, that she, she's basically like new in the Philadelphia area with her with her company. So we want to give her an opportunity to tell us a little bit more about Fears of Isis and about her, um, her launch event that's coming up. I'm so excited about this event. It's on November the 8th. It's going to be at a private location. Um, of course, podcast is invited. But it is like a private affair um, because I'm... I planned this out, but I've been very strategic about it because out of this event, um, my goal is clients, you know, so I've targeted certain people in different industries. Um, and what I want to do with my events is work with organizations that believe in arts and culture, education, youth and women's empowerment. Mm -hmm. So those sort of people I kind of researched, I did a lot of research and we invited about maybe like 300 and something people in the hopes of 100 um, RSVPs. Um, and we've done done very, very well. So like the people who are invited are leaders in their industries, leaders and directors and VPs in their industry. So the audience will be older than us. Um, be like people our parents age coming out, but I, those are very important relationships for me at this point in my life. Um, I find that the baby boomers and that generation are not going anywhere because they really can't because of, you know, the the existence of economy of our economy. So they're continuing to stay in their positions, they're working hard and they're the people in decision decision making seats. So those people also need to be on my radar and I need to establish relationships with them. And I love working with, you know, the older generation stuff because they have so much love and support for us and like mentorship. And I come across them and I talk to them and I, you know, build relationships with them and they wanna know what we're doing. They they claim they don't see like a lot of young people. They're like, well, where are they? I'm like, well, I know a lot of them. I'll bring them to y'all, you know, but they don't really know what we have going on. So it's very important, side note, to um, continue to, you know, reach out to them and kind of go where they are and kind of mingle in that world. So um, the guest list is very, very fine. We have RSVPs from the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, African American Chamber of Commerce, WDAS. So there were like a lot of different people invited. Um, 
the political scene. I'm I'm real civic involved, um, and so that event it's going to be like my first official event in the city. Like I've done other things. I've partnered with other organizations, other um, businesses, but this is like my first introduction of my company to the city. I'm very formal, very formal. Thank you. Very formal um, introduction. And so from that event, people will learn more about my services, what I do, my mission, my vision, where I'm going. And it'll be like a live demonstration of what an event will look like if I planned it for you. And so um, very excited about it. Um, I've been home like almost two years and I haven't really launched it yet. But I had to make sure all my eggs were right before I could step out and be like... As you like, said, you had to be you were strategic about yeah. it. You, you had a vision. You said, okay, well, this this is where I see myself. I need to make sure that I have the right things in place to mm-hmm. make this happen successfully. Happen. <laughs> right. So from the looks of it, it's going to be successful. Um, the venue is beautiful, indoor and outdoor venue. And the weather looked like it wants to corroborate. Because last week it was way too cold. I'm just like, you know what? We're going to have good weather for this event. I'm not even tripping. Mother Nature, I'm speaking this into existence. (laughs) Yes. Because we we need it. We need that. And and actually, um, not to cut you off, but I was speaking of like Mother Nature and other like, you know, deities. Why did you name your company Affairs of Isis? Isis. Um, I went to school for history. So like I'm real big on that. And I really like Egyptian history too. Um, So it's interesting, right? And Isis... My company also embodies like femininity and um, like I said, women's empowerment. So I like to do a lot of things with like women's initiatives. I like to um, employ women and kind of have them be the forefront of my events. So I have a female DJ, I have a female photographer, videographer, kind of like a big sexy party of just being like everybody, like, you know, just being women. So a lot of estrogen. Yes, because, I mean, like, why wouldn't you want to come to a party where it's just, like, a pretty girl greeting you at the door, then this one taking your picture, it's one pouring you a drink, and then this one in the band that you can rock out with. So, um, that was just my idea. And Isis, I felt like, was the perfect um, woman to create the, you know, the whole idea around Isis because she is going to be the goddess of magic and the giver of life so that's basically what I do with my events I take the visions of my clients give them life and turn them into magical affairs so we kind of just played off of played off of them okay well can you give everyone the date again of the event it's on November the 8th and um, if you weren't invited don't worry about it it'll be covered we'll have uh, footage um, photos and videos and interviews and that sort of thing so this is not the first city of lights this is the second city of lights the first city of lights was in atlanta in 2009 and that's when i did my launch there so this is philadelphia and you know hopefully we'll have plenty more city of lights in different cities introducing isis and once all that airs i'm sure people are going to want to contact you for um, your events and It's crazy because um, my PR director put together like a great PR campaign that we've been doing, and like we're all online, like all over the place, like posting stuff, and people hit me up like, "Oh, I see that you have something going on. Like, can I come?" Type thing, and it's just like, "Sure, you can come." Like, I'm not gonna say no, you can't come. It feels good, like people are noticing. Yeah, it feels good that you know that people are paying attention and that they want to come and they weren't invited. So it's like, ooh, like that little that sense of exclusivity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know I know they make would make me feel good. Yeah. So it's crazy. I'm just like, oh yeah, people paying attention type thing because I'm I mean, I don't really do PR, you know. 
but I have a partner who does. So like we can offer that service to people. But the way she thinks is very different from me. So she's like, oh, you should do this, you should do that. I'm like, oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. I'm just thinking about putting together a nice event. <laughs> Hopefully some people will come out, you know, but she's thinking about the buzz. Like you gotta create a buzz. There. Mm-hmm. You have a good partner. Yeah, so yeah, she was so, good. And speaking of, you know, of the event being covered, Podcast Wednesdays, we will be there. We will be covering the event live. So you'll hear, you'll hear from us as well, in addition to other people who are going to be sure to be talking about it. Yeah, it's going to be an awesome time. Yeah. Thank you. We're going to actually open it up. And right now we just have Miss Danny. But you know what, Danielle, you're, you're going to you're gonna hold true to this, right? You're going to hold down the fort. Yes. All right. I will try to so, talk as much as possible. What we're going to do right now, I'm just going to ask you a, um, a couple of questions just so that we can... Uh, Learn about you just a little bit more. Like, uh, who was your role model growing up? Who's one of your role models, period? Period. Um, that's so hard to answer. I always say that with all these questions, right? That's hard. <laughs> um, but I take a lot of inspiration just from other like black women just doing like phenomenal things. Like I'm just so inspired. And it doesn't even have to do anything with age. Just like other women just it's it, it just inspires me, like Gabby. Um, at the Olympics. Like, I was just so proud of her. Like, I'm like, my sister, Like, I just feel so proud of what she's doing. And I graduated from Spelman. And like my Spelman sisters, they do like the most amazing things. I'm just like, oh my gosh. Like, it just inspires me to keep going and like to do more, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I have great women in my family, great men in my family who are, you know, just incredible people, um, positive people you know, striving to do, like, great things. So I take inspiration from people who's just doing it. It just reminds me, like, I have so much more to do mm-hmm. and so much to, you know, reach for. Right. So, yeah, I just love That is a tough question to answer. Yeah. You have inspirations coming from every angle. Yeah. Yeah. But how do you view your role as a role model? Um, just, I got to just be positive. Like, I can't feed into, like, the negativity and like other things that's going on and like kind of reflect that because it's so much of that going on like with our media and like everything social media um tv radio there's not that many examples like that's really out there out there that the younger generations can grasp from and look from so like in my day-to-day life just living day-to-day i have to be able to just maintain because I have expectations for the younger generation as they have expectations for us. You know, I expect them to grow up and to do great things and be able to take care of me when I get sick, to, you know, be the teachers for my kids and, you know, to be the next scientists and presidents and council people to continue to lead us forward. So if I don't expect them to be great, then then that's just what they're not going to be. You know, so, and they have to have examples to look to. You know, they have to have those different examples. What type of trend would you set, like a positive trend would you set for? I would go for um, the entertainment scene and like um, media. Just the message. Mm-hmm. Influencing them to write positive messages and, and influencing like people because music and art, entertainment, like all that stuff is therapy. You know what I'm saying? If, and if they're getting their therapy off of negative messages, the violence, all the other crazy stuff that we see in the world is a direct reflection from what they're being fed. You know what I'm saying? So if that's what they're getting, then that's what they're going to reflect. You can't really be therapeutic off of stuff like bang, bang, shoot them up, we about to ride through. Like, and they don't understand because they're younger. That's just party music. 
stripper music, party music. Yeah, we all get turned up to it. Right. But you can't, that's just not real life. That's not day-to-day stuff. But like you said, introducing, you were set up trying to like introducing a positive message into the entertainment and media because what's Mm -hmm. missing is the balance. And like people are making those, people are creating content that has positive message, but it doesn't get the doesn't get the, I'm, gonna just, I'm just gonna say airplay. It doesn't, it really doesn't. So. It doesn't because they say the ratings are low on that stuff. They kind of give people what they want, but if you flipped it. But you don't, but they don't know what they want. You don't know. Right, you, right. You don't know what you don't know what you don't know. If you're not giving somebody the opportunity to take any of that in, then they're, then they're not going mm-hmm. to. So I, I like that you said, you know, I'm gonna be, be an example of positivity. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I recognize that, that the younger generation have an expectation of me as I have an expectation of them. So I have to meet their expectations and, and exceed them. Right. And like you said, just giving them the outlet and the influence and be able to, you know. So I'll be the one to pitch it. I'll be the one, you know, get my hands dirty with them for them to create their positive messages and then doing the footwork to move it forward. You know, I'll be the promoter for that. I'll make sure that I use the contacts that I have that they're getting airplay, just as much airplay as you know, bang, bang, shoot them up. Right. You know, because, and, you know, I mean, there is something wrong with that music. I'm going to just say it. There is something wrong with that music. But, yeah, I listen to it too, but we turn up to it. It's not something that we just take literally. And the fact that it's being confused because right. there's no censorship and that's where the line has to be drawn because they don't understand. Like, I was, um, I went to school to be a teacher. So I've worked with youth my whole life and, you know, just recently when I moved back home, I kind of figured I want to continue to work with youth, but maybe not in the classroom. That might not be, you know, for me. So maybe like in another venue, but I was sub-teaching for a while. And like a lot of times when you don't have lesson plans, it's like, what do you do? They're either going to go crazy or you have to keep the classroom maintained. So like a lot of times they like music. I would pull up songs and I'm like, oh, what song y'all like? Oh, we like um, Lil Wayne this or whatever. So we'll pull it up and we're going through the lyrics. I'm like, you know, do you guys really know what they're saying? Do you know, you know, they're, they're like, no. You know, they don't know, like, the lyrics, like, understanding. Exactly. You know, like, so. And, and at the same time, you know, people are so fearful of, you know, of children hearing these songs and stuff. But just, just that note, like, they don't know what there was really going on. They don't really understand what's, what's being said. So that also creates another opportunity. Well, we can, you know, they can listen to other things as well. And I, because I don't like to say that. Every, you know that like you said like it's wrong but you know these are real experiences like the right, bang yeah. up, like people are living those lives right. but there needs to be a place for everything right right and somebody, it's not a place for kids that's right. not growing music up. that kids should be listening to growing up because we don't have censorship right. in the growing media up, like that song uh yo sure you want you go get a bag uh crush on you crush on you yeah. figure it out while you're talking about it. Like, crush on you. I didn't understand any of the lyrics in that first verse. But all I knew was... And, like, that was about watch tri- mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another good one. I never knew... Do like, I just, I just like it. Right, yeah, but... That would have been ample opportunity for my parents to say, you know what? It's a teaching moment. There it you is. Go. There you go. And I think a lot of... Um, Parents in my parent in my parents' generations are scared to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. They just feel as though you shouldn't be thinking. Well, when should I be thinking about it? I mean, if I'm not having this conversation with you, who am I going to have these conversations with? My my friends that don't understand either. Mm-hmm. We don't have health class anymore. You know what I'm we saying? You can't rely on on yeah. that source either. You know, so it's just them just being in the know. And then you have those songs that are just blatantly like, "Oh, we're going to roll up some trees and we're going to get drunk." So well, get drunk yeah, and like they understand you know what I'm saying yeah. like those songs that are just straightforward I think they understand that too and they just think that 
that's just the way it is and that's what it's supposed to be like but no it's not you know what I'm saying it's not cool mm-hmm. and you're not even old enough to drink you know what I'm saying like in high school why what what are you talking about like exactly you know like well, how do you get drinks like where do you get drinks from how do you get this how do you get that and they're like what you mean like you know that I'm like I don't know tell me how you get it like yeah. <laughs> I want them to have like a dialogue like and I've had that I think I've had the conversation on podcast before where it it scares me that you know so there is a so what we get drunk and all that so the younger people so the teenagers or the prepubescent youth they are looking at us the adults and thinking that okay well what they're doing is okay for me to do too mm-hmm. I feel like that we're creating an atmosphere where they're like oh that's cool I can do it too because like we might tweet our uh, Instagram picture or our drink we might tweet this or tweet that and they are still consuming it and it scares me like oh we are telling them by our actions that it's okay but it's like right. at the same time I'm an adult it is okay for it's me to okay. do it but there needs to be a dialogue in there at some point that, yeah. that teaches them like you know we did this once we got to this age. I wasn't doing this when I was 16. I did this when I got a nine to five and a boss that right. just rides me every day. Like, right. That's when I went out for drinks and stuff. Right. But anybody will let you know. It depends on your upbringing mm-hmm. at the end of the day. like Yeah, it does. And and honestly, I can say my upbringing was a little scattered. I had great parents. Don't even ever, ever get it twisted. But like I said, they were scared to have those discussions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of stuff, like, when I look at certain parents and their their children, their situation, a lot of stuff can be prevented just by having that simple mm-hmm. conversation at the dinner table and, you know, addressing certain issues. Like, my little brother and sister, they both have um, tablets. It's not the iPad, but their, uh, their tablets. And they have access to the internet. Come on, what are you doing? <laughs> you giving them access to... A world of things like right. they have internet on these these uh, tablets on their phones, like right? So I, I and you can and like in school, they're allowed to have their phones. Like you can't not tell them crazy. that they can't have their phones. You know what I'm saying? Like you might tell them to put it away or you know not right now while we're doing this. Yeah, but you can't take their phones. Like, uh, but yeah, it's like it, they have a right to keep their phones on them because. Everybody has phones. I mean, because of because of the <laughs> one emergency that might happen where right. I can really call the school and the school can call the classroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, like my, my whole perception on it is the way um, the world is set up now, children have easy access to anything and everything, or they might stumble upon anything and everything. Um, the internet is so accessible um, through every device um, and media is heavy on the internet right so with that said like and it's on your tvs of course yeah. but like with that said there has to be a discussion that takes place like like you said yeah the response more of the responsibility is now put on us mm-hmm. because there is no censorship there is no it's every it's a free for all everybody just build some content you have a platform shoot it pitch it they like it it's on but you know gotta be more raw with our kids like, we because need, they're we need to prepare it. them to be able to distinguish information mm-hmm. or to, to make decisions like we're not teaching we're not teaching critical thinking skills like how how we were taught when we were younger and there isn't that much of a time difference between us the 25 and up year olds and the 16 year olds like that hasn't been a long a long period of time but they don't have the same sort of skills that we were taught or that was really um enforced on us mm-hmm. somewhere along the line um ghost rider and magic school bus turned into teletubbies and um uh, Spongebob. Spongebob is a... Boy, that show has a lot of innuendos in there. That, yeah, know. the cartoons are like... It's yeah. like a free-for-all. It's but, like, we, yeah. but we had those cartoons as well, but we had a balance. 
we had the dumb Ren and Stiffies. We had like those things where it just was like a little a little off, but to, to balance it, like we had said, yeah. we, we had the Magic School Bus, we had Babysitter's Club, we had Sweet Valley High, we mm -hmm. had Captain Planet, we had these different shows that taught us <laughs> things in an entertainment way. We had Animaniacs, like we had those, they, that's what's missing. Yeah, the balance. Yeah. Um, and if, and if um, I'm about to spin this, if Romney gets into office, he said he's done with uh, PBS. Like the one channel that does have these shows that we need, he's just through exactly. with funding them because they're just a public service. <laughs> you know, we're, we're through with funding them because they they're not profitable. Right. But it's like, but in what ways are they profitable? They're they're shaping young minds. Yeah. Because when these young people who aren't whose minds aren't being shaped by the right thing, when they just go out and do whatever, look, when they don't become pro profitable citizens, when they're not actually citizens, and you're sending them into jail and stuff, what do you say? I know that was like very slippery slope of me, but like the no, that was the, the right slippery right, slope. Right, yeah. To but because they really don't know, like you can go to the juvenile system into and you know into the juvenile you know penitentiaries, and they just they don't understand, you know. And it's sad because they were left in the cracks, you know what I'm saying. And then you know they you know got into trouble that they might not even knew, you know what I'm saying. Like you know right from wrong, but this is like some stuff like you tell your upbringing. People, you know what I'm saying, they're, they're raised around like this behavior, this drug and gang mentality. Their dad did it, their granddad did it, their mom's doing it. You know what I'm saying? It's just like the way, Cause the way it is. Because they don't see out though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? How can you know what the light looks like if you've forever been Forever, yeah. And that's know? just sad because it's not really their fault. Right. You know? Uh -huh. Well, I, I can't fully agree with not really their fault. I think they got to take some ownership in it because there, there is a way out. It's just what you're willing to do to get there. Um, what pathway you want to take? Like I, I said, I said in one of the, old, um, the the older shows, my father is the original hitman of the JBM, um, Anthony Thomas. You can read about him. He had ample opportunity to go the other direction. Like you, you got your investments. You own a McDonald's on Girard. You got houses here and there everywhere. Why not just back out? Why continue to keep doing? Because mm -hmm. it's the only thing you do. Like that's not good excuses. You have people like that. And you have people who do it to take care of their family, but there, like I said before, there's other other avenues, yeah. other avenues that you can take. It's like you really can't pity the fool all the time. That's that's my mentality. Yeah, that's true. You can't pity the fool, and I think as long as we keep on reaching out for a clutch or an excuse to continue our ignorance and mm -hmm. things that we keep on doing, we're never going to grow as a people. Yeah, and we just need to learn tough love and man up. Those are the two things that I love. You know, telling men, of course. Toughen up, and I'm going, to, I'm going to give you tough love. You need to man up. Those type of things. Like you can't baby people. Mm -hmm. I was going to say men, but you can't baby people. I say men because I think men should be, you know, head of society, head of households, and I think it's just the absence of the Renaissance men mm -hmm. in our communities, and that's why a lot of things are falling apart. Because um, you know that that's just just my mentality. Because most of these kids are being raised by the media and the streets and stuff like that instead of having that discipline in the households like they should. Mm -hmm. um, and as and then even as adults, so as, as I said, like a lot of children don't have critical thinking skills, or they might not be able to just make make a distinction between between content. And we need to too. Like we um, we need to not be scared to tell somebody like. Okay, this is some things are black and white. I, I like I am such a believer in the gray area, but some things are literally black and white. There are some things that are right, and there are some things that are wrong, and we shouldn't be so afraid to to say it. I'm right, like, yeah. say that then. Just say it. And like even with like court, we 
spoke about SpongeBob, and it's like, okay, we're saying that's, that, you know, that's so bad. Tell your children don't watch it. And, and then as we're watching it, it's like, oh, it's a lot of adult in windows. SpongeBob was created really to be a, an adult cartoon. We weren't going to have our children watch, um, like, South Park. That's not a children's cartoon. I was so it's like, to watch that growing up. Or yeah. Because my mom said he was a bully. But no, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> no, 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 I'm done. But it's just like we need people need to be so stopping, so afraid to to say something. To stand up, yeah, stand for something. You okay. gotta stand for something. You can't always be with the peanut gallery. Like, what, what are you? What do you? What are stand you doing? For? What, yeah, what um, is your thing? there's so many kids. Like my block has so many children, and like some of the things that I hear, I'm like, where are their parents? I'm like, I know if I can hear this coming through my window, their parents, if y'all live on this block, right? And, and it's hot, so I know your windows are up. Exactly, I know that your windows are up. And so sometimes I'll wait and wait, like, so nobody's parents are going to say something. And then y'all all, they all think that I'm probably 18. They don't think that I'm an adult. Right. But guess what? I'm going to say something. Get off of that lady's car. You Get off of my car. Get out of my step. Y'all are too loud. Bring it down. And I know that they're probably like, this girl is so mean. No, I'm not mean, but there needs to be some boundaries. Mm-hmm. And the scary part about that is you're trying to do better. You're trying to better the community, but then you get those ratchet parents. Don't be telling my kid. Well, then I'm going to tell you. Right? You know, it's like that has to escalate. Yeah. And it's horrible that it has to be that way. But you know, it's all about the presentation. I'm not being nasty to them. I'm just like, um, you got to (laughs) move. Right. Like, I hate when little kids don't use their manners. I'm like, thank you. Exactly. Are you going to ask me? Like, don't just take anything off my table. Are you going to ask me? Please and thank you. Right. Like, all right. So what we're going to do right now, we're actually going to go into another topic. This is um, one of the trending topics that took place within the last couple of weeks. Well, you heard Nicki Minaj uh, and Mariah Carey, they were fighting. So um, I wanted to get your point of view. Or, yeah, let, let's all just chit chat about how do you feel that went down? Like, what is with this whole, you know, you remember Drake and Common and then it was, mm-hmm. um, so these are, is this a verbal fight that you're thinking? Yes, it was a verbal fight. They went back and forth, and I guess Nicki Minaj disrespected Mariah Carey. But like, and can you can you back up and I read a little bit about it, but I don't really know like the root of it. And like, what what their I don't even know what show they're on. <laughs> it was it was American Idol. They're American Idol. Yeah. Okay. All right, they were on American Idol, and I believe um, I think Mariah Carey was one of the judges, and she felt like. Um, Nicki Minaj made a smart remark regarding Mariah Carey. Is Nicki a judge too? Um, I believe so. One moment. Yes, they're both judges. Yeah, she was was a judge. So before this argument, were they getting along? Yeah, everything was fine. Oh, everything was fine. Everything was fine. But I think a lot of what, and I said this earlier, I think a lot of what Nicki Minaj, Lil Wayne, and all the rest of them do, I think everything's for publicity purposes. How much more publicity can you get, Nicki? Like, you're all over it. Like, Mitt Romney, vote for Mitt Romney. Um, I mean, like, how much more attention do you need? Like, you know? I, feel, I feel like every month. I feel like you've month, done good. You've done great. Every month you can expect something new up. <laughs> I just want to, so I'm like, I looked at the art, like an article, and they said that Nikki said, off with your head. She really thinks that she lives in a castle somewhere. <laughs> off with your head? Are you kidding me? People are ca- she's a character. Like, she, she is. She's, she's a really character. character and, and she just and people get used to these characters and they can live them twenty four seven. Like that's just their re- that becomes their reality after a while. They just they perfect the character. Yeah. yeah. But that's not even who she is. That's, that's the scary part. Like the character. If you, if you remember Nikki before she was this uh, a cartoon character. <laughs> 
Like you, you would just like you, you. It would be a hard time trying to grasp on to who she developed into. It's like she's like a real life. Like we have real life cartoons, like. Yeah, but no, 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 you're right, you're right. Yeah. That's exactly what we need is. to tell the kids. This is a cartoon. Yeah, and a lot of people say that how she looked before all the plastic surgery and all the other stuff, butt shot. They said she was already cute. She was cuter no, back then. But that, that's how it goes. Look at little Kim. I like. I love I love little Kim, but I love the little Kim of the nineties and such. Mm-hmm. So when I look at her, I can't even see like she doesn't exist to me right now. Yeah, right. I, I have to see her as the little Kim. Like, look, when I was a child, listening to little Kim, like crazy. But that's that's the little Kim that that I see. I didn't understand what she was talking about listening to the songs, but I know what you're saying. Like she she was more uh, real, like, real, yeah. human, yeah, human. That was an even better one. Cause even. Look, we all love Michael, but at after a certain age, after a certain year, I couldn't look at him. Like he looked scary to me. Like he looked like a ghoul. So I'm like, I can't look like. And I'm not even being funny. I'm so serious. I really felt like he looked like a ghoul. So I couldn't look at Michael Jackson. Okay, I can listen to his music, but I didn't want to see. I didn't want to see a video. Mm-hmm. I know. I mean, sad, Melissa. She is Michael Jackson. One of your like, do not, do not talk about. Okay. Well, no, I didn't want him to lie. He scared me. That's not my fault. <laughs> Yo, Shia, where did you get her? <laughs> oh, my Lord. MJ experience right after podcast, okay? Yes. Oh, my God. Um, Yo, I don't even like be here, but I'm not really here. <laughs> but that reminded me of when Dave Chappelle was like, that when he transformed into this ghoulish, like, creature. <laughs> <laughs> You're not here. This all has to be edited out. Okay. <laughs> So, what were we saying? Oh, about the drama. Yeah. So, <laughs> the, 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 question, the question was, and this has been a theme in the, probably not just the music industry, but the music industry is so, I want to, oddly enough, is more transparent about certain issues, but like this whole ish, idea of like respecting your elders. And actually, this is a theme in Nicki Minaj's career, like her disrespect oh, to yeah, her yeah. elders. Right, but yeah. so, how do how do we feel about the whole dip? Like, should she be respecting her elders? I mean, if we go back, back in time, back in history, I mean, that's just like a value of our community. Now, whichever community she decides that she is, you know, a member of, I don't know. But, I mean, she's originally from the Caribbean. Okay, they're black people she's, from Africa, too. So she's from Right, so they have the same values. Like, you know, that just goes back to... And even beyond having respect for your elders, you have respect for people. You have respect for yourself. Right, you have respect for yourself. When we know she don't have respect for herself because she gets butt shots and she turns herself into a barber doll. I don't think she, I don't think she loved herself. <laughs> no, so it's like, she does, probably doesn't even understand I, or I, I can't, can I, really live that character, that, you know, that respect factor, but I'm pretty sure that she demands respect. But we can say the that. same thing about Mariah Carey, though. Any, anybody remember Mariah Carey? When she had no boobs back in Vision of Love days, and oh, she yeah. didn't look like a Barbie, right? And she looked like just a regular mixed woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't take my Mariah Carey seriously. Exactly. She was cute. And she I, looked like you know, she was. Her awesome. hair was dark. It was cute. Exactly. I was looking at a picture of my my cousin is in the Air Force, and he had a picture of Mariah with Mariah Carey. It was from like '09. And before I cooked them, I was like, who is that white lady with him? And I was like, oh, that's Mariah Carey. But she looks totally, not to say that she looks blacker now, but she looked, the Mariah Carey, the Mariah Mariah, as in like debut album, looks so much different than even the Butterfly or the Emancipation of Mimi or I don't know what she had after that because that's when I stopped keeping up. Right. But 
they are two different, they look mm-hmm. two different, like two different people, they are two totally different types of music, and I'm not saying that people shouldn't evolve, but she became a different person. I just can't take her seriously. I don't remember where I am. Her personality changed too. I, and they were just like she's horny. I read the articles. They said that diva attitude turned a lot of people off from her. She just had this fixation that she was just the queen of the world and everything. But I guess that's just common in the industry. Because yeah, I mean, Nicki Minaj when she first came out, she was a she had some humble pie. Now it looks like she's she's starving for some because she, really, she has yeah. none. She yeah. has none. And in regards to respect for elders, there's no respect for elders anymore in the industry. I always want to think about who is on your team. I, I always go because right. you're not a team of one. So who is on your team? Nobody checked you. Nobody told you this is not a good idea. She checked them. Like, you work for me. And it's like, oh, well, I guess <laughs> I'm not on this team. <laughs> Wait, but I need y'all to see me. Yeah, I wish I could see Danielle popping her collar. You work for me, pop collar. <laughs> <laughs> she, is, is, that, is that how you treat your volunteer? Oh, no, of love and appreciation all the time because like, I really need away. them. Because you're not a <laughs> No, I really need them, you know what I'm saying? Like, And I really hope they stay on, you know? So, yeah, I appreciate all my volunteers. But um, I was going to say that I really wish I could take a trip into the minds of, like, you know, these entertainers and stuff because, like, it's clearly, it's a different world. It's a different level. Like, we don't really, can't, we can't really understand what's going on. We're like looking from the outside in, but it's like so crazy because like you were saying all the different trends, you know, the continuous trends, people change their looks, the attitude changes, you know, but it's just like, what the heck is going on? Like really in that world. Who, who are like, really, you behind mm-hmm. your celebrity? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's very different. But I mean, even they do these uncut interviews, they're never really fully uncut you know behind the scenes it's always really be yourself you really be yourself when millions and billions of people are watching you and dissecting your life and they tell you no genuine person and i'm always going to stand by this the only genuine person um there's two no i can't even count jay-z but i would say eminem i think he's been like we all saw his story from the time he came in the game all the way up till now like even some of the stuff that leaked like the ones where you're calling black women bitches and stuff like that like like, we know who Eminem is. We know, you know, he was strung out on drugs and stuff like that, and he had a whole bunch of issues in his family life and stuff. People like that, I tend to follow more than, you know, people like Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj is just like, oh God, that song is stuck in my head. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. it's not really like a. I don't even know. want to know this song. Lately, I've been having this, like, when I see stuff mm-hmm. about Nicki Minaj or anything, I'm like, y'all still like her? Y'all didn't get over her yet? She doesn't, she kind of doesn't exist in my world. So when she comes across the radio, I'm like, really? She put out another song? Y'all still listening to her? I know. And like, I just want her to go away. Like, if I just had a delete button and just kind of could just delete the whole thing, like exactly. universal delete button, it'd be a lot of things. And it's so easy. Me. I think Nicki Minaj has become like a very easy target, but I'm so glad that you brought up the whole, like, but oh, what about my Mariah? Mariah's um, behavior or Mariah's attitude because yeah. N- N- Nicki Minaj said to her in this art whether we think that it was Nicki Minaj was in the right place or not Nicki said to her like I'm not kissing your ass like everybody else I told the producers I wasn't going for the supreme diva shit so she's like okay I told I was straight up this is me this is you and I'm not dealing with it so it's like who do we we, we kind of have to look at it from like all, so all she's the ultimate diva no, and, and Mariah Carey, if you know anything about that woman, that's why I'm trying to figure out, like, is Nick Cannon the bitch in the relationship? Because honestly, oh, I can't yes. think of like, I mean, like, that's just 
just comes all across. Yeah. Like, he, he's another corny, he look, another corny millionaire. Because every time I say that, Nick is so corny and so weird. People are like, well, he owns this and he makes this. I don't care. Like, you having money does not be like a cool car right. for me. Okay. It doesn't mean that you are like the best in the world. But you have money. Too. Yes. Damn relationship. I'm like, mm, y'all must love each other. He can't even go down. Like, he has no game at that. He's the person that I'll probably bypass most likely. I'm He's a corny boy on the block. Yeah. But he's always a corny guy that's cute. You're like, I mean, he's cute, but he's corny. He's all skinny. I know. I'm like, I don't even know if he's cute. But you know. He's like super skinny. Exactly, but it's the corny girls that like him. That's true. It's so ugh. How do I even go down? Like, I just want to know how the first thing would have it. You know, <laughs> Mariah Carey back in like, well, maybe about a half a decade ago, Mariah Carey was like New York off of Flavor of Love. Very self-indulgent, very self-involved. Like, she did not care for other people's opinion. I'm Mariah Carey, I have this, and da da Oh, this is just not good enough. You know, she had that diva persona. It's a, it's a fine line between Patty LaBelle, diva, mm-hmm. and just straight. Miss Patty earns it. Miss Patty earns it. <laughs> <laughs> Tina Turner all earned it. Like, some, 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 some of my divas, it's like, okay. Yeah. I mean, old, old people think that they earn everything. They, they can say whatever, whatever they want. So, but I'm going to stand by Miss Patty. You earned your diva so if you listen, I don't care if you a diva. You yeah. can cook me this is like really sidebar we were she had to be like about eight or nine i'm coming in from high school or something and she's watching patty labelle like on the cooking channel and she was like and she started like what are you laughing at she said patty could cook <laughs> i'm like oh you're just watching this day <laughs> See, and that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's a fine line. You can be a diva, but that doesn't give you the right to be a... You don't have to be nasty. Yeah, yeah you don't. Yeah, that gives you no rights. Exactly. No, you don't have to be nasty. Well, if you can give your information just one more time, that would be great. My Twitter is dpjeter, um, D-P-J-E-T-E-R. And you can Google my company, Affairs of Isis, I-S-I-S, Affairs with the S, Events with the S. Google Isis and our website, our Facebook, our Twitter, all that should come up. And if you Google my name, um, everything should come up as well. Pretty standard. Everything is DPG there or ISIS events. So. All right. Well, I'd like to thank you again for coming on thank the show. Thank you. Thanks for um, having me. And nice our, meeting you, ladies. Oh, it was very nice meeting you, too. You're like a breath of fresh air, actually. <laughs> you don't meet so many women like you. Um, and also, I'd like to congratulate you on your event. Thank you. Um, I'm wishing best of luck. We're going to wrap it up, and I guess we'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you.
homies making profits and I'm six foot nine when I'm standing on my wallet. Nigga, I ain't tipping cause my foundation is solid. If you doubt it, just admit it. I'ma show you I'm about it. I'm flyer than the fucking comet, the rocket, the pilot, the bottle for Ryan, the lion on Lion King while I'm writing. I rose up the Titanic, flying over the Atlantic. And my metaphors make me a candidate to be the best that ever did it. I'm strategic like a bandit. Coming down, I just lend it and your haters can't stand it. Ha! You say I don't write my own shit, but charge a silly kid. Just say I'm not from Philly. Well, check the birth certificate. But if I live in Jersey, I really don't see the differences. You should be lucky. I'm blessed both. This the christening. Rep it for the feminists. They sparks clear the blemishes. I paint a bigger picture. True color vivid images. Something like a sorcerer. I see the future images. You try to shake my hand, but I can see you are a nemesis. Bitch, I am the empress. My hustle's never effortless. Comma after comma after comma. Check the emphasis. Grinding has its benefits. Results equal excellence. I'm adequate. I'm bad as shit. Lock this game up, got my nightstick Tighter than the vice grip Hold, try to bite this Fall back, homie, stop trying to be like Mike, bitch Stepping towards the cheese You ain't coming back with K-Swiss I'm the bomb, bitch, the prima donna It's the rhymestress Cause the shit that I be spitting never common Nigga, I'm a diamond In the rough and I like to get violent Don't let my lips fool you Cause my skin is butter out. I have the intellect It's what professors that like to collect every book So my hook is kinda crazy Get your almanac, a dictionary And if you're under 12, get the Pictionary <laughs> <laughs> Man, y'all bitches on your knees trying to get these IOUs. <laughs> I'm COD, cash and delivery, nigga, pay your dues. This that pimp shit. <laughs> y'all get money in annuity. Getting love songs ain't nothing new to me. <laughs> Say another motherfucking word, nigga. And this shit is over. This shit is over. Nigga, nigga, say another motherfucking word. This, this ain't sparks, nigga. This ain't sparks, nigga. <laughs> Y'all know I'm crazy. <laughs>